Greetings, everyone. It is the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 37, August 21st, 2018. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. Hey, the fabulous TTV from New Jersey. Yes. What up? What's up? What's happening? Oh, so much is happening. Greetings and salutations. Yes. Uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right, I'm trying to make sure this is shared on the page, and I just refreshed the page, and for some reason, I don't see it. Share it up. This is unacceptable. Let me make sure it's shared, or else we're going to have to start over. Oh, techno- technology, you vex me. Photos. There. Ugh, it is not on there. Why? Right, Restart. Uh, maybe I don't have to restart. Maybe I can just share. Uh, all right, I'm going to just press share and see what happens here. Yeah, all right. This. See, I could do it this way. It's supposed to just go automatically, Spreaker and mm, Facebook. Technology, you know. All right, let me make sure this works. Because we are live on Spreaker. I can see the meters bouncing up and down. All right. See, I have two computers here. I have to go over to this one, refresh, make sure it's on there live. Because I did announce it in the group. I said we're going to be live at the top of the hour, and it is the top of the hour. And we are live. And we are indeed live. Indeed. There it is. Oh, there you are. (laughs) I see that. All right. Live on the page. Live on the page on Facebook. Caravan Central, now over 104,000 served. And growing rapidly. Uh, okay, so that worked. Okay, so now let me share it into the group. Live on the page, we're going to share it into the group. Which is facebook.com slash groups slash Caravan Central for anybody out there who wants to join the group. Please feel free to send a request to join if you're not already a part of the group. We welcome new folks every day. Welcome to Fantasy Wisdom Hour. <laughs> you know, for our demographic, that is perfect. That would absolutely. Would, would We're I, going. Would the band. The band. The, <laughs> the band. Well, they would actually know what that is, too, because anybody under 30 has no idea what you're talking about. No, I had an interesting conversation today. You know who Bernie Getz is, right? The uh, the, the, the uh, vigilante Subway guy, yeah, yeah. So I was amazed at how many people I was talking to today that did not know who Bernie Getz was. And most of them were not born yet. Yeah, well, that's why. They don't teach that in history in school, I don't think. The, the legend of Bernie gets and the, the subway you would vigilante. They would, though, because it was such a prominent case for its time and, you know, monumental in, you know, the street justice kind of uh, vibe, you know? Yeah. But interesting, interestingly enough, that he was only found guilty of possession of an illegal weapon. Right. Yeah, I remember that. He kind of got, you know, got eight, off easy. Yeah, eight months out of the year sentence and then was free. Hmm. Yeah, how about that? Um, go Bernie. Go Bernie. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, what's going on? Um, still in beta test for the website, and we're making much more progress now. Um, 
I have some extensions to purchase, which I haven't done, which Chuck uh, requested I did, and uh, I haven't done it yet. I, I've been so tired, man, today. I, it's so friggin' hot here, man, and it just, it's so humid, and it just takes the life out of you when you, because I'm working, you know, I'm working, playing, where we're basically outdoors, so it's hot, and today I was just wiped out, like, ugh, I didn't feel like doing anything, but I did some, do a couple things, but... I didn't do much yet, but now I'm feeling invigorated now that we're on wisdom hour time. Hey, so that's a good question. Like in the club, because when I when I visited you at the swamp, it's kind of open air. Like you know, the door are sort of open in a way. Right. right? Yeah. Do they have finishing in the club, or is it just free for all? Yeah, there's there's air that comes through, and there's some fans around, strewn about. But it doesn't, unless it's blowing directly on you, you're not. It's not really affecting the overall temperature of the room. What's that mean? So it's fairly warm. It's very warm. It's not even fairly. <laughs> it's very warm. It's hot. I mean, we're sweating our asses off, and um, it's just it's exhausting. And it, it's because it's so thick that the the heat yeah, the here humidity is just killer. So humid here in the Gulf of Mexico. Hey, Chunk has joined us. He said, "Hey, guys." So let's hey, all let's all say hello to Chunk. What up, Chunk? Chunk is killing it with the website. We're we're making so much progress. Yeah, let's give Chunk a round of applause with the work he's doing for the website. Um, yeah, we're we're making a lot of progress, and I just started saying that I, I was gonna. Um, I have some extensions to purchase for the website, which I haven't done yet. I'm sorry, Chunk, but uh, I will do it before I retire today. So sometime after the uh, podcast, I'll do that. But these are are going to make the the. Well, website. if I hear you correctly, you're getting hair extensions and you're going <laughs> to retire. <laughs> Am I cutting out? Don't tell, please tell me I'm not cutting out on you. No, okay. no, you're okay. Good. Okay, uh, just ex- sort of plug in extensions for the website to make things it gives us more bells and whistles to make things look better. So um, it's already you know we're already getting good feedback from the uh, the beta testers and it, it's looking sharp and we're just going to make it. See, I don't I don't want to settle, man. I don't, there you go. There you go. <laughs> got your own bells and whistles. You got it. Um, yeah, and Chong said thanks. He's working on it as he listens. So he's double, he's he's so deep in Coverman Central right now, it's not even funny. He's working on the site and listening to the podcast. Now that, if that's not dedication, man, I don't know what is. Multitasking, true. Yes. Um, so we got the... Um, so we have some beta testers coming in. We're getting some good feedback. Uh, we definitely worked out some bugs of things that weren't working, and we're still going to kind of change a few things around. But I'm pretty close to announcing the launch date, and uh, I'm not going to do it now, but I, I have a good idea of when I want to launch this. Um, he said he's balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> balls deep. Um, but one really cool thing that happened, uh, so we have the merch store where you can purchase T-shirts, hats, stickers, buttons, and and doodads and whatnots. And uh, one guy, one of the beta testers, his name's David Cook. He's he's a big uh, contributor in the Cover Band Central group, and he purchased a hat and yesterday posted a picture of himself wearing a Cover Band Central baseball cap. So, congratulations to David Cook for being the first person to acquire. CDC swag. Yeah, 
Yes. So, and then other people were chiming in like, this is really cool. How do I get one? So I did put up a link to the store so people could check it out, but I didn't really officially announce it to the, the masses, but I did put it in that, in that, uh, go in that, and buy one huh? in that thread. But I ordered stuff myself. And just as I was preparing for this podcast, I was doing some things and I hear a rat tat tat on the door and then my dog barking like crazy. And by the time I got to the door, the rat tat tatter was gone. But there was a little tiny box sitting there at the, the foot of the door jam. And it was just, I ordered four items and it was only one of the items. Um, but I opened it, which was very challenging. And that's why I was late. <laughs> You're getting ready. Because they packed it in this styrofoam thing and it was taped like crazy. And I couldn't find where the seam was. And I was like poking at it with a knife and then I was like trying to dig at it with my nails. Um, but I finally did get it open. And it was a coffee mug, a Coverband Central coffee mug, which is, it looks fantastic. And I'm very excited. It's my first Coverband Central uh, swag that I have. So um, I'm really psyched about that. And it's to have it like, you know, in, in a real tangible item, it's pretty cool. So uh, I'm psyched that for the store. Awesome. Yeah, and Chonk went into the store, which I didn't talk to him about yet, but I guess he went into the store and changed some things um, and added some products, which is pretty cool. And I want to I wanted do um, some various uh, uh, options for T-shirts and stuff, so, um, so I'm going to go in and change some more things and add some more things, too, to make it really a, a fun thing for CBC fans. And it's great for us, man. It's free advertising when people buy swag. People will see their hats and their T-shirts and their dog chains and their underwear and say, "Hey, there's no condoms. No, should be." Um, um, but people will see. Overband Central got you covered. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I should should slogan down the side. You know, there's got to be somebody out there that makes condoms for um for for things like this for uh you know for for <laughs> there's gotta, uh, be. gotta be i'm gonna look that put up put on shock's list tell them to investigate and it yeah say coverman central we got you covered but nobody reads a condom when it's on you know you're doing other things i think yeah true but you know good slogan that's a great idea too chonk just said we should do a t-shirt design contest and or a photo contest oh yeah you know i plan on definitely doing some contests going forward with 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 this my challenge right now is um trying to get i'm trying to get out of working so much and because it's killing me man it takes it takes so much out of me um you know time and then energy um and so i have some i have some tentative stuff uh planned to to make this happen um but yeah those are good ideas chunk contests i love contests because people get engaged you want to engage oh yeah um but we got to look into that kind of thing we got you covered i like that so um so anyway yeah i'll be announcing a launch date within the next couple days i think i think we're pretty close to ready i just don't want to settle i don't want to settle for just okay or just good i want to be the best man yes i want people to talk about this and be like wow this is what we've been looking for this is what we've needed in the musician marketplace and the musician world that has not been there. In this all one-stop shop of everything that we need is right here. 
coverbandcentral.com. You can talk to other people like you do on the, the Facebook group, but it's without all the trolls, without the event invites, and it's all categorized and subcategorized so you can find what you're looking for and then also have resources for, um, for learning, um, you know, the merch stuff too, and your own profile, links to contact you and to promote your band, I, I have all in one place. That's the idea. So we're pretty close to getting there. And Chuck understands. He's, he's got the same. He's got the vision. And he's got the technical know-how to get this done. Much more than I do. Anyway. So it's very exciting times. Chuck. Yes. Very exciting times in Caribbean Central World. Um, you can't possibly be done already. My dog just walked up. Because I give my dog a bone before I start this uh, podcast so he doesn't pester me. And... Usually it takes him about an hour to chew this thing, and he just walked up to me like as if he's already done with it, and we're not even 14 minutes into this thing. <sighs> I don't know, dog. Anyway, so um, I pl- I I've been playing. I played last night. I played Sunday, but Saturday night I went out to see my friend's band. Who it's a band that I was in called No Idea a couple of years ago. And one of the top bands in this area, and they do, they do weddings. And my dog's name is Butler Chunk. He just asked what my dog's name is. Butler. Butler. Yes. Um, so this band does weddings, you know, uh, corporate gigs, and they'll do festivals and stuff like that. And I, I haven't been in the band in almost two years, and I haven't seen the band in that long as well. Glenn Farley, the guitar player, is a friend of mine, and I see him all the time because we play at the Swamp. And Rebecca, one of the singers, I see her often because she plays on Bourbon Street too. But the rest of the guys I haven't seen since I left the band. And so I went to, out to see them uh, fairly locally. They were doing playing a grand opening for a new bar, and it, they were set up outside. It was really cool, kind of like a picnic vibe. They had food and uh, and beers and, and all that and wine. And a lot of people there, and the band sounded killer. I got up and played a few songs with them, and it was like old times. It was really fun, and it was great seeing all of them. And I also filmed them, did a Facebook Live, and I did two songs for them. And the thing I want to say about this is, and we've talked about it before, and we talked about it with John Monica too, um, the effectiveness of the Facebook Live thing, man. It's just, it, it is such an effective marketing tool for your band. You always you you will no doubt get engagement when you go live, and to uh, when I checked it the last time I checked it, and this was Saturday night, and the last time I checked it, the, and I filmed two songs, and it was over like two thousand views. Uh, f- last time I checked it, and you, c- you just can't beat that kind of marketing. Um, it's you know it's it's people a lot of people will watch it live, but most of the people will watch it on the replay. And people are sharing it and stuff. And I, I just can't drive that point home enough. Alec has just joined us. Hello, Alec. Um, I can't drive that point home enough how much how effective live streaming is. And then when I left there, I went into the quarter and I went to see my friends in Rockbox at, at Fat Cats and did the same thing, got up and played a couple songs. And then I filmed, did them live too. And I did just a portion of a song. They were doing Another Brick in the Wall Part 2. And I really wanted, I was standing right in front of Vince, the guitar player, and I really wanted to get the solo because he's a great player. So I just filmed 
part of the song, I jumped in when I could, and then just I was right in front of them and filled in the guitar solo, and then the end of the song, and that was it. That's all I did for the live. But again, got that you know a thousand plus views and people sharing it and people commenting on it. It is just such an effective tool, and I wish more musicians would use it and use it properly too. Um, I know you're not a Facebook guy, so you don't. Uh, no, but that can be one of the tutorials. Oh, absolutely, man. Cover Band Central, right? How to, how to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That really is something that I need to emphasize. Because um, it's, it's, I mean, we never in history have had this capability to just be live all over the world in an instant. Just like that. Just like that. Um, so, um, so that was fun. It's, I really enjoyed getting out and seeing bands. And it's, you know, especially people I know and, and uh, you know, of course, I love to get up and jam with people, too. But I just love the experience, the live music experience. You know, I always will. Always have. Always will. Um, so that's something I'd like to do more of, too, as we get further into once the the site is launched and, and, and I don't have to play as much. I really want to do some more traveling and seeing other bands, including your band, by the way. Who I haven't seen. Uh, when's the last time I saw your band? Ooh. Maybe um, one of Chambo's Oktoberfest when you were up visiting? Yeah, maybe. And so that's not happening again this year, I guess? Right? No, he hasn't. He doesn't do it anymore. <sighs> I know. I would do like 13 or 14 years straight, and then he just uh, doesn't do it anymore. I would pay him Things to do change. It. You know, it's a big investment to do it. You know, it's like I would invest in it. I would put the money in to do it. <laughs> Dude, that's what I, you know, I suggested that saying like, you know, the first year when he said, you know, I, I can't do it. it. It's a lot of money and I'm not financially prepared to do it this year. I said to him, dude, I can tell you right now, I know about 50 people that would each throw in at least 50 bucks towards the, towards the party. Right. You know, I would, if not do it. just because they want to go. And no. if you have 200 people that come, you know, just put out the word and just say, dude, I'm, I'm willing to have it, but everyone's got to kick in, you know, 10 bucks or something, whatever it is, 50 bucks, you know? Right. And, and everyone would surely do it. I would do it. I'd do it even if I didn't go. I would just, because I, I love that whole vibe. Um, oh, so cool, dude, right? We think about all the years we played it, right? He had the fire pits going and he's got his whole garage turned into a bar with the foosball and the kegs and the taps and he's got that ice lewd shot going and yes, we've three or about four before, kegs yeah. and food galore and the band and multi-level backyard with fire pits and horseshoes and bonfires and so cool right and it's usually like first week uh first weekend in october yeah but either way i and chunk just said we need a cbc showcase gig and that is definitely on my my plate of things to do in fact what i want to do is regional shows uh, regional uh, government central sponsored shows and then I'll get other sponsors too so to kind of pick go into to uh, uh, mostly like uh, major city areas and do uh, pick the best bands of the area and put them all together for one show um, so that is definitely something I'm going to be doing um, and hopefully within the next year um, but that's already on my my whiteboard of stuff to do for Very central. Cool. Yeah, yeah, because I want this to be. I, I, I really want to emphasize that live music experience, and that is going to be a great way to do it. And it's also going to be a great way to get the word out about CBC. So, 
Um, but we have lots of ways to get the word out about CDC now that we have swag. <laughs> That's right. So we could sell our swag at the the the, Let CBC the swag shows. lead the way. Yes, and people will be wearing their CBC hats and stuff. Um, but I, I love the idea of a contest too because we we can uh, have some different designs and stuff. That'd be neat. Um, so speaking of live performances, I want to talk about this. I, I I doubt you did, but I watched the MTV Video Music Awards from last night. Did you watch it? I watched a only a little bit of it. You did. Okay. Now. This the VMAs have not been relevant. I would say in at least ten years. I was reading an article about it and said the ratings for it started to drop probably about twelve years ago. Um, and I still watch it every year because I like to kind of stay on the pulse of what's going on in the music world, and I also like to keep an open mind. You know, because I'm I'm, you know, I'm a music fan first and foremost, above everything else. I I, I just love music and. I'd like to, if there's some new artist out there that I've never heard of, I want to know about them. Or if there's some new song that I've never heard, I want to hear it. And it's all about, for me, it's all about the song, the quality of the song, not necessarily the, the quality of the perform. well, not necessarily about who the performer is. Because, you know, I like music from all sorts of genres. I, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, uh, biased with, with anything like that. A good song is a good song. Um, so. Yeah, so I, I watched it with an open mind, and they start the whole VMAs with these people, you know, this is who's appearing, and, and they're going through these names, and I'm like, who the hell are these people? I don't, I've never heard. Yeah, I know, Karen was saying the same thing, she's like, hey, these people I haven't even heard of, and, and usually she's really up on, you know, current current pop stuff. Yeah, and I'm totally up on it, because I read every day, I have this list of stuff I go through on Facebook, where I have this um where I have all the pages, the music pages in one place where I can just kind of scroll through this news feed and look at, you know, what, what was posted for the day. So, and I do that to curate content for the page. But so, you know, I read about what's going on in music and I, I like to think that I'm really on top of the, the, the music scene. And yeah, I'm, I'm seeing these names. I'm like, what the, who the hell are these people? I've never heard. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I'll recognize them when I see their faces or stuff. And, but no, no. They're just like, uh, you know, introducing these people like pr as presenters and then performers. I'm like, I just don't know. And and I, you know, maybe I'm, maybe because I'm old, but I it's not because I stay on top of the music scene and I'm not old. Shut up. Stop calling me old. <laughs> uh, but but again, try to keep an open mind. I'm like, I'm gonna watch these performances and let me see if I find a new good song that I like or a new good performer. Sure. And just no, no. No, <laughs> no, no, and you know I, I, I'm not against rap and hip hop. I'm not a big fan of it, but I do like some of it that I feel like is good quality content. Um, but the, I mean, I'd say half of that show was hip hop stuff, and if somebody's coming out and performing, and I don't understand what they're saying, they're they're rapping, and I have no clue what their content is. Then to me, it's just it's garbage. It's like what is the point of this? You just sound like every other hip hop artist. The the phrasing, the, the the rhyming, all this. I mean, it's just, it's not original at all to me. I, unless there's something, some depth to that, that the, the lyrical content, then it's just garbage to me. And it's not just because it's rap. It's just because it's, it's just like anybody could do that. Like that's there's no. 
there's no meat to it. I don't know. And then even the music, the stuff that wasn't hip hop, it was just, uh, it was just boring. You, you know, somebody's there's other songwriters behind that, and it's not like days of old where bands got together in a rehearsal room and wrote songs and recorded records. Those days are long gone, man. Yeah, very, very few and far between. You know, for any type of new bands that actually do that. Right. And yeah, I mean, and the ones that do, they have you know a ton of popularity, but few and far between, you know, and, and not on the MTV mainstream because it's not hitting the target audience. You know, that that's that's the key right there. Well, MTV is a joke anyway because they don't play videos. But I mean, I understand now why they don't play videos. You can you can watch any music video anytime you want on YouTube. Yeah. But but the the programming for MTV is just you know, it's Jersey Shore and it's it's who cares man it's just it's a ton of stuff yeah it's ridiculousness it's you know a whole bunch of different shows now right and, it has no, and it's been that way for a long time but it has nothing to do with yeah. music no like you said from from what it started as to what it's become is, is you know worlds apart right and I even get why they still do the VMAs um, because it was a mega popular thing when in its heyday it was, sure. you know, it was something that everybody anticipated and it was, everybody talked about the next day. But uh, so, but I will say th- a couple things that I did like about it. Um, they gave the Video Vanguard Award to Jennifer Lopez, and I, I really do like Jennifer Lopez, and a lot of people were grown at that. Um, and she's, you know, I, I just think she, I have so much respect for her as a, as a, uh, as her her talent and her work ethic she just works and works and works and she you know she does movies tv shows um you know the the reality shows and and um and her music and and she's had this show in vegas for a few years and you know she just yeah, she's very busy and she's herself very busy markets herself well and she's talented yeah she's very talented and i i think i don't like a whole lot of her music but the song you know the song on the floor it was from I want to say 2010, yeah, 11. Great song, and the video for it. The video for it has, and the last time I checked for that, it had like 500 million views or something like that on that video. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Video, the video is great, um, and that it's such such a great dance song. And when I I first discovered that song and I was watching the video, I kept watching the video over and over again. I was like, this is so good. And then I did some research on it. That song has 10 different people listed as for songwriting credits. 10. Wow. For one song. <laughs> a lot of collaboration right there. Yeah. So, you know, the people out there that are like, you should write your own music and stop playing covers. You know what? It's not like there's people out there that are origi- performing original music, but they're not, they're not writing the songs. Jennifer Lopez didn't write that song. She might have had some input on it, but ten other people wrote that song. Which yeah, is, she brought it to fruition and performed it. You know, no different than you would do in a cover band. You know, you bring it to fruition and perform it. Right. And um, I do like, and people might groan at this too, but I do like Ariana Grande. I think she's very talented. Um, she's beautiful for one, and she's got an incredible voice and. I do like some of her songs, and uh, the song that she performed last night, I, I wasn't too crazy about it, but but I think she's very good, um, and she's funny. You know, she's done SNL before, and she's on Tonight Show sometimes, and she's she's got a good sense of humor about herself, so I like her. And the other thing that I did like 
of course, was Aerosmith at the end. And Aerosmith did part of Dream On, and then they did um, Toys in the Attic. And I, I don't Steven Tyler's 70 now, somewhere around there. And still, yeah, he still cranks. Uh, yeah, I mean, he th- doesn't sound any different than he did in 1973. Incredible how that man can still sing that well. Um, and there's very, it's very uh, limited company the, of, of people that are classic rock artists that can sing still as well as that. Paul Rogers is one of the other ones uh, from yeah. Bad Company. Paul Rogers can still sing like crazy um, and still looks great. I don't know if you've seen him lately, but. He stays in shape. No, yeah, he's he's in great shape. His voice is still killer. Um, but I don't know how Steven Tyler has done it, but, man, he can still sing. Like, just, yeah, can still hit yeah, all like it was yesterday. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, you and I both know we go see these bands that we grew up with and, and see them live, and it's like, yeah, the band sounded good, but so-and-so can't quite hit those notes anymore, and... Yeah, it's usually the first, you know, um, weak link, so to speak, right? Because most of the musicians are still tight, spot on, you know. Although, like I said, when I saw Iron Maiden, you know, Bruce Dickinson was right there. He sounded just like... Did he know, really? Like, like, excuse me? He he did really sound good? Yeah, he did. He sounded, he, he did, he sounded great. Because Dickinson, even back in Maiden's heyday, struggled when I saw him live. Yeah, well, I mean, he sounded like that, so maybe he's still struggling, but he sounded the same. He didn't sound okay. diminished like some other artist, you know. Like you said, I've gone to see quite a few shows over the past couple of years, and some of the bands, when you see them, you're like, wow, they, they, probably, they probably shouldn't be touring anymore. Right. You know, because the lead singer just can't hit the notes. Yeah, and that really, um, the reason these, these bands do still tour is because the, that's the best way to make money. Um especially for these classic bands they they're just you know they're not making money from oh. streaming no if they're 90 percenter right i mean look at like you said all the tours this year i mean there's so many bands that are touring that are that are just that out on tour that had not been on tour or like you said are more classic rock oriented bands that are that are out there doing it yeah like the Def leopard journey thing they do it every summer they tour every summer. yeah yeah and now aerosmith is starting a vegas re- re- residency which is probably one of the smartest things to do for those guys because they'll still be able to play live they still can obviously perform live and if they have a residency in vegas no touring you know you, you don't yeah, have steady to, gig yeah you don't have to get on a bus and or a plane or whatever and travel somewhere you just got this one place where you're set up and that's it so that's a you know that's a great business move for those guys uh, so if I'm in Vegas when they're doing it, I'll definitely go check them out. I've seen Aerosmith a bunch of times, but they're always great. Um, but, I mean, how many other bands can we name? You know, that's that's the sad thing for me. Like, I'm sitting there watching the VMAs. I'm like, I get it. I understand why the music business and the, the, the music scene is the way it is. I get it. But it's still just so damn depressing to me because there was barely anybody playing guitar on the show. Yeah, I know. You know, it was. Yeah, the other thing that's interesting from what you were saying too, not to cut you off, is that some of these bands are actually touring with like one original member. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of that going on. Yeah, and we've talked about that before. How it's the approach of it's the same approach yeah. as being a cover band artist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But no, you're right. Not not a lot of um, not a lot of guitars. 
So, I mean, what... I, I You know, I still am holding firm to the importance of Cover Band Central and the importance of emphasizing music education for our youngest, our, our, our youth, and um, and getting kids to learn how to play instruments um, and to get out there and perform. And thankfully, I see it a lot in the group and I see it a lot on the internet where there's kids playing in bands. Um, and even if they're not that great, at least they're out there playing live music. You know, it's it's such a difference um, in in your experience of watching a band and especially performing. Um, so, and I think it's really our generation of, uh, that are having families that are, are handing this stuff down that are, and I know you've done it with your kids, um, you know, uh, transferring all the, the music that you've learned and loved down to your children. And, and I wanted to ask you, I was thinking about this today. Um, the, there's so many ways to, um, consume music these days and it has been since the internet. Um, and now, especially with streaming, uh, services like spotify and all that and you know there's spotify there's youtube um other things on the internet um you know you could just alexa play the beatles i, I was at my brother's house uh, you know a few weeks ago and I, and there was a we were playing sitting down playing uno the family and there was an album playing and and then i heard a song and i was like we heard the song already i was like i was like bob can can we put on some other music he goes just tell alexa i'm like oh Okay, and I said, Alexa, play the Beatles, and she's like, playing Beatles mix, and it just started playing Beatles stuff. So, my question is to you: for your kids, when they were growing up and now, how do they consume music, and how do they discover new music? What what methods do they use? So, when they were growing up and they were young, right? Whenever they were in the car with Karen, she would always play CDs, like Genesis, um, Foreigner. Yes. Um, Boston, you know, more classic rock oriented stuff. So when the kids are real little, they can relate to those songs and be like, oh, I remember that song and I know that song. And they hear it on the radio and they're like, oh, they remember it from being in the car with mom, you know, or if they were in the car with me, same thing. I'd put on Sirius or, or CDs or play some music. And then as they got older, they got iPods and then they would go on iTunes, you know, and they would download songs that they, they liked, you know, write the account. They would buy and put them on. And then with the next wave of, of technology, now they um, they stream everything, right? Either YouTube or, like you said, Spotify or uh, Pandora, Google Music, um, you know, all kinds of platforms like that. Hmm. They're not they're not buying any music, you know. They're they're accessing it for free, and their friends listen to bands and say, "Oh, check out this band," and then they share the music or they go and check it out, you know, or find it online or however they, they acquire it, but they're not, you know, it's not like the olden days, like they, they don't own CDs or CD players or any type of media like that. You know, it's all through their phone. Right. You know, right. everything. So do they, right. you know, Chase has wireless headphones and, you know, he, when he's working out or he's cutting the lawn or he's, he's you know, in the, in, the, in the kitchen making something to eat or something, he's got his headphones in, he's, he's, you know, he's got his phone in his pocket, but he's just streaming the music. And so, do you find that that your kids are discovering new artists, or are they just listening to the older stuff, or or is it both? I would say my older son Chase, he's discovering a lot of different new music, right? Because a lot of his friends are turning him on to music. Cole um, is more of a classic rock guy. Like he's he's so into like like I said, he learned 
he wanted to learn Tom Sawyer, you know, so then he had a whole little rush phase where he listened to rush for six months, you know, and, and, you know, really delved into it and looked at like some of the, uh, history of rush and older songs and, you know, the older albums and went back and really looked at like from the beginning to now. Then he was into the, you know, he learned a Beatles song on piano. So then he was really into Beatles and he did a bunch of Beatles songs. Then now he's into Billy Joel, you know, he's, he was playing uh, piano man. Then he wanted to learn Italian restaurant. Now, remember, he's not a piano player per right. se. You know, he's right. a drummer, but he's very musically inclined. He can play harmonica. He can play drums. He can play trumpet, saxophone, uh, piano. So he's really into piano now. Right. So he's teaching himself how to play it by going on YouTube and like looking at a live version, looking, you know, listening to the studio version, looking at a tutorial that someone's saying, this is how you play it, looking at another version. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's so cool to see it evolve because he'll learn it one way and then say like, oh, I discovered he's actually playing this other note in here and he does this thing live and he adds this other part there. So he's really building on, you know, much like in YouTube, right? When you're looking at something in that genre, it'll say recommended for you and there'll be a whole bunch of other, you know, videos and artists and songs, right? So he'll go through those. But it's funny because even like when Chase was over with his buddies, and they were playing beer pong outside, and they were putting on tunes, and I was sitting out by the fire, and I was, I was you know, hanging out with them. I was, um, I said, let me control the music, guys. And I was playing some old, you know, they were, they were like really into metal, you know. They were, they were all like really like uh, wanted to hear like heavier, older stuff, you know. Um, they were listening to like Between the Buried and Me and Senses Fail, and they were listening to, uh, you know, I put on some Dio, and then I was putting on like Old Limp Biscuit, you know, like like Old uh, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Yeah, no, but like you know, well, Limp Bizkit. Think about it for the, for these guys. It's it's just nothing old, new. Yeah, you but, know, since the nineties. We'll yeah, say, right. So um, that's funny. I, you know, but yeah, it's funny. Play from like um, stand up and shout to like break stuff, Limp Bizkit. But when the songs came on, they knew the songs. You know, so it was funny because even when I would play the songs, they're like, oh, they like they remembered it, and then they would put on like Yellow Card or things that they grew up listening to. You know, Lost Prophets and all these other bands that are kind of obscure, but in that kind of genre, you know, right. Black veil rides. And, and so it's pretty cool that, like I said, they have a very eclectic mix of music, you know, and then the next thing they'll just do is country, you know? And then like when I was down the beach, it was interesting too, because my kids and my niece and nephews, they, you know, my, my niece made a playlist for the, for the vacation. Right. And I mean, it was from like John Mayer to Dave Matthews band to Metallica to, Blinded by the Light, Man for Man Band, to Country, to, you know, it was a very, very wide mix, but it was good, you know, it, had, it was a lot of good tunes. Yeah, and I, I think that's probably common now, especially because of the way music is consumed. It's not genre-specific a lot of times. I mean, it can be, if you, you know, if you're listening to, say, like, you're getting your music through XM, or, or Sirius, whatever it's called now, um, right. You know, you're picking a genre station or, or if you listen to which I do, sometimes I'll pick on the uh, on cable TV. They have all those music stations and you can pick by genre or by uh, decade or whatever. Um, so you do that. But I, I'm just curious. And again, I was thinking of this watching the VMAs. I'm curious who the audience is for this music that 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 is playing. Uh, and some of it was like there was a, a new boy band out there and I forget what they were called. Um, but I watched it and I was thinking, okay, you know, every generation has kind of a new boy band type of thing. So let me watch right. this and see if there's anything to this. And I, you know, I, I, I guess I saw, I watched it and I could see how it is appealing to younger folks. 
But again, I never heard of the band, never heard the song, wasn't really very impressed by the song. Um, and I'm just wondering, I, who is the audience that is really consuming this new new stuff, and how are they consuming it? How is it getting to them? How like, because it's obviously not MTV. Um, and if if kids today are consuming music through Spotify, through YouTube, through iTunes, they can be very selective. They can go and just choose exactly what they want to listen to. So how is this stuff getting to them? How are they? And, and radio, obviously, radio is still a big player. But I listen to radio all the time, and I haven't heard any of this stuff. And my radio stations are a mix of all sorts of different genres. I, try to re I really try to stay on top of what's going on. And so I'm just wondering how, like, because, you know, they're announcing these artists that I've never heard of, heard of and girls are screaming in the audience. I'm like, how do these girls know about this, this person that I've never heard of? Yeah, there's so many artists now come, that are, you know, coming out, right? And it's like word of mouth, like you said, like they're friends. Like, you know, I know Chase's friends, they all listen to rap and, and you know, they have very wide, you know, from rap to country to, to metal. You know what I mean? So they have a very eclectic mix and then they talk about it and they share songs and they say, oh, check this band out, listen to this guy. And, you know, then once they're, like you said, they're streaming that music or they're, they're in that genre, then they hear other, you know, bands, genres. But it's, it's refreshing for me to see that at least they're well-rounded in their taste. You know, they, like I said, they'll listen from, right. from Rush to rap to country to Dave Matthews Band to old school metal. You know, it's, it's, right. it's a good mix of stuff, you know. Well, they because they have somebody like you and Karen too, who are music fans, and you're a musician, and you know you've passed this down, uh, and that that happens a lot, especially with musical families. And and Chunk commented here; he said he has two two teenagers, who he's actually encouraged by what he sees. They discover new music via friends or streaming suggestive platforms. However, they don't buy any music because they don't go see, but they do go see them live and buy merch he's discovered some great stuff via them so he's learning some new stuff by his kids and he says his kids are also discovering classic rock from the 80s and he's laughed at that um but he, <laughs> but he said one son discovered hendrix only to find that he had all his stuff on itunes already and he said his proudest moment uh his kids knew the words to ring of fire and convoy before the alphabet <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, and the new a he says the new A and R is YouTube, Instagram, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's so eclectic, you know. And um, you know, because YouTube, like, because I'll go on YouTube sometimes and I'll just think of a video, like, oh, I want to watch that video. I haven't seen it in a while. And then you know, YouTube also, of course, suggests you know if you like this video, watch this video, and it actually goes automatically. It'll just up next and it'll start playing the next thing that is related to that so I, i'll get i'll go down that rabbit hole sometimes and just sit there for hours with my headphones on watching videos and sometimes but I think stuff. some of the greatest music sharing is from friends right because i can remember too growing up or even having teachers you know where they would say you know i would be studying big band and jazz you know and be like hey listen to a bunch of these artists you know and you'd hang out with other musicians and be like, oh, you, you know, listen to Stevie Wonder, you know, and then check that out. And then through that, you'd hear this. And then you'd have other friends that were, you know, listen to just metal and, and played in metal bands. You know, you'd go see them, but then you'd, you know, say, oh, I appreciate that song. And then you'd hear like a Dream Theater or Rush or, you know, Yes or something complex. And then, you you know, you'd hear something else that maybe you didn't, uh, weren't exposed to, but you had friends that played in bands. And they were like, oh, check out this, you know, obscure jazz fusion 
you know, Simon Phillips album, you know, and then you'd look at that and then they'd say, oh, you know, how about Mahavishnu Orchestra with Billy Cobham, you know, and then the Rod and Michael Walden. And you start, you know, you start finding these artists that, you know, for me, it was because they would say, check out this drummer. And you wouldn't necessarily know the genre of music that they played, but, you you know, someone would turn you on to a drummer. And then you would look and it would be in a completely different genre than what you were familiar with. It wasn't a mainstream rock guy. You know what I mean? It was something else. Right. But then by being exposed to that, then you start to delve into some of the history of, of, of drums, you know, or music. And then you start to get exposed to different artists that way, too. Right. I think a lot of it is, is comes from, um, like you said, word of mouth from friends. You know, that's, yeah. that's a big, big part of it. Yeah, because when we were in school, there was, you know, that that's the thing. When you're in school, you have this community of people and community of friends, and you talk to each other and say, oh, I just heard this song, you got to listen to this song. And nowadays, you can just, you know, olden days, you had to be like, all right, I'm going to turn on the radio station and wait for it to come on, or or go to, uh, you know, go to the store and buy the record. Uh, but nowadays, you can just, oh, I heard this song, this is great, and seconds later, somebody can pop it up on their phone. Um, so they do that in, in, so word of mouth, yeah, I guess for the youth it is, is still the way to go, but I, I still don't understand initially how do they hear about these new artists? Like what is, what is the avenue that is reaching to them where they, they get excited about some new artist? Um, uh, I will, um, I will check in and get back to you next week on that. Okay. Um, uh, oh, uh, Chong just said one son went to a show and got turned on to the opening band he'd never heard of. He thinks live music is more influ- influential today than ever, and I have to agree with you, Chong. Um, and yes. that is that is one of the reasons, especially that I really am championing Cover Band Central because of live music and because of the the breadth of of quality of music that is that exists from the last 50 or 60 years that the new generations will discover and and go back and and uh and it will be brand new for them and it's there's so much of it you know there's so much of it that like i even feel like and i'm a huge music fan uh, i even feel like i barely tapped into 50 percent of what is great um uh, as far as existing music is concerned so um you know, I think it's also yes, to that. Chunk. Thank you, Chunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, you know, I think, the, you know, at least for my kids, they would listen to stuff that was popular on the radio at that time, you know, or that may have been in a playlist, like, you know, um, semi-charm kind of life, like, you know, all Chase, all his friends know that song, you right. know? Right. But they right. weren't they weren't alive when it was put out. Right. But yet, through their youth, it was a popular enough song where it was still in rotation on the radio, on a regular basis, you know? Right. And that's the thing with cover bands, too, especially, like, for us, and I always kind of point to this, but I play in New Orleans, which to me is sort of a melting pot of the world because we it's a it's a tourist destination and we get people from all over the world here, and we play popular songs for the most part. We play songs that, that, that appeal to the lowest common denominator. We're, we're trying to get people that, that to, to come into the club, to spend money, to drink beer, and to... Um, to stick around and they're going to stick around if they, they recognize the music. And, um, we had, uh, so we've, we've been adding a couple new songs lately, um, which two, two songs that are covers, but were redone. And one is boys of summer, which was originally done by Don Henley and, um, uh, was covered by the Ataris. And 
the, the, the Atari's version of it is a little heavier. It's a little faster. Yeah. And it was, it was a very big hit for the Atari's. So we start, Tracy, our singer, um, wanted to do it. So we started playing it, um, the last couple of weeks and it is killing. It is killing. We we're, we're the band sounds great doing it and people are out there dancing and I see them singing along with it. And so, so that's, and that would be kind of considered because a lot of people that heard the Atari's version for them, it was, that was the version they knew. They didn't even know the Phil Collins version. Um, so it, it, it's kind of a newish, you know, if no, you Don and Lever. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? Phil Collins. Oh, Don, yeah, I did say Phil Collins. Oh, I said Phil Collins because the other song that we did and I'm singing is in the air tonight. And there's, there's a Phil Collins did that obviously. Um, and there was, there's a, a cover version of that that was done recently and i can't remember the name of the band uh and it wasn't a popular band but they did like a heavier version of in the air oh, tonight of land of confusion no no no, no 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 it's in the air tonight it, and i can't remember the and i can look it up i'm gonna look it up um so that i i can actually because we've been because uh, i i went to the youtube uh, actually the way i heard this version uh was that the dj in um, at the swamp, play, was playing it. Had been playing it. The band is called Nonpoint, um, and oh yeah, sure. And he had been playing it, and and you know. Oh, dude, not to cut you off, but another great thing when my kids played video games like PlayStation, like like Moto X and all these games, tons of bands, Seven Dust, Nonpoint, um, you know, uh, all soundtracks. You know, while you're playing. All the music would be playing, and right. then also Guitar Hero. Guitar, I was, yeah, I was going to say that. Guitar Hero. songs from Guitar Hero. Yeah, so they're learning. That's a, another way they're discovering that music. Um, but yeah, uh, but again, the, in the Air Tonight cover version, it, it goes over really well. Um, so to 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 the that melting pot of people that come in to New Orleans, the the newer quote unquote newer songs, which are like '90s songs and maybe t you know early 2000s songs are really working well because of that generation of, of people that are just getting into their 20s. You know, we get people in there that, it's my 21st birthday. You know, I want to hear uh, right. uh, Matchbox 20. Like, because you know, we did, uh, I, I sang 3 a.m. last night. And again, goes over really well. And it's, it's, a, it, it's a quote unquote newer song, but you know, it's been around for 20 years now probably. But for us, you know, we're we're still playing all right now by free and and um, you know Hotel California and and you know songs like that, uh, which which always work. But then tr you know adding new songs in, into w we can add new songs that are from like the '90s, early 2000s. But after that, there's nothing uh, aside from maybe Foo Fighters, as far as you know a rock band is concerned. Or, or I mean, we do newer songs by dance bands like we'll do a couple of bruno mars songs we do justin timberlake um but you know those are the mega popular ones we we don't we don't go deeper into that things like that um but um it you know it just proves my point again that the the, the cover band thing needs to stay alive um because people still want to hear these tunes and they want to hear them live uh, Chunk said, um, 
when he grew up, there was only radio. His taste was very AOR-centric, as was mine. But I, I listened to Top 40 radio, too. I was a big pop guy. Uh, until MTV and punk shows came into his life, his taste grew. Um, and he says he does the Atari's version of Boys of Summer 2, which is, uh, that one's, yeah, that one still gets a lot of radio airplay. Um, so that's a, for me, that's a good barometer. Um, if it's still on the radio, then I usually feel like it's going to work in the band. Um, and I listen to radio all the time. So, yeah, but like to your point too, it's also very, um, you know, think about like from when it transitioned from say late eighties to nineties, you know, when it went from hair bands and, and, and pop metal and, and, you know, Bon Jovi's and, and Motley Cruz and Poisons and Rat. And then all of a sudden it was like Nirvana and Soundgarden and, you know, all these heavier bands. And then another wave came where it was all like the Space Hogs and the Toadies and um, Primus. You know, there was a big stretch in the 90s where all those bands became real popular, you know. Yeah. And then the tide would shift again and then it would be like female artists, you know, like Kelly Clarkson and you know, Britney Spears and, and, and all these other artists would evolve. And then it went to rap, you know, and then now it's evolved into something else again, like you said. So it's constantly evolving, but it's almost like the, the bands are still out there. You know, there's still tons of bands. Like, listen to DHA, there's still tons of, of, of new bands and that are band bands, you know? not But they're not reaching the, the, the level of stardom that these other people are because of the production and, like you said, because of the people buying you know, the records and the marketing, the, yeah. like you said, you know, they're, they're, the, the girls going crazy over this artist that you've never heard of. Yeah. And, and nor will they really ever. I don't think, I, I think those days are gone. Like, um, one of the bands last night on VMAs that they introduced, which is kind of a rockish band was panic at the disco. And I was like, there's right. One, yeah. There's one song by panic at this disco that I've been listening to that I've been hearing on the radio. And it's, uh, Forget the damn name of it. It's Saturday night. They say, uh, "Damn it!" I, and I've heard it a bunch of times, and it's a pretty good song, and it's a rockish song. So I was like, when when they introduced Pan at the, at the disco, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna check these guys out, and watch and see what they're doing here." And they started playing the song, and I'm like, oh, "This is." It wasn't that song for one, and the song they were playing, I was like, "I I just I'm not getting it, man. It's not." There's no hook to it that really it's not grabbing me that the way they looked it's just not I, I don't it didn't feel very rock to me you know yeah but but again it's like you said it's the genre of that time you know like when like you know think about the bands like in the different genres like we were talking about when like Bush came out and Jane's Addiction was big you know and Alice in Chains was on the radio all the time and you know there was just tons of bands you know right. Quicksand was a band for a while, you know, if you remember them, Thorn in My Side was like a, a, you know, it was on the radio. Right. Like now you would be lucky to hear that on DHA or, or even find it obscurely somewhere, you know, on a throwback. Yeah. And DHA, for those who don't know, is a, a, basically an AOR album oriented radio station in North New Jersey. Um, so they're not a, a top 40. They play mostly rock music and it's album right but like uh, you know being in the construction industry when i you know do go on job sites and visit jobs uh, nine times out of ten the guys have dha on. right you know because um, they play such a great mix of that type of music like, uh, like what we're talking about you know what i mean right so i mean i mean to kind of wrap up this conversation um 
for 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 the cover band central audience which is primarily the the, the major demographic for cover band central and i have i'm, I'm privy to the demographic is 50 or, or 45 to 54 year old men that is the, the 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 majority of people that are in cbc so basically our age group um so they're they're the people out there that grew up with the same things that we did and and I really, 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 really want to emphasize music education in, in this for, because a lot of that demographic, a lot of those people are parents and I really want to emphasize encouraging your kids to learn about music, learn about the music that you grew up with, learn, learn to play an instrument. You know, even if you're not very good at it, even if you don't ever perform or play in a band, you know, learning an instrument is really, really beneficial to you um, in so many ways. <coughs> Sorry, I had to cough. Um, and I know that you will echo that with, you know, th what you've seen oh, with your kids. You know. 100%. 100%. <coughs> you know, I think if you're, if, you're learn, if you're not learning an instrument or you're not able to learn an instrument, you're missing out, you know, on, on a tremendous thing. And if you do have the, a musical talent, um, don't let it fall by the wayside, you know, pursue it, um, you know, and develop it because it's, you know, you can get such enjoyment from it, you know, throughout your entire life, from young to old, you know, no matter what you play. And like I said, the, the greatest thing that I like to see is even when I was teaching, you know, um, would be that exposing kids to stuff that they normally wouldn't do, you know, have them play some uh, some swing and some jazz, have them play some Latin, you know, have them play some things that are not just rock stuff, you know, and play along to songs, like actually learn theory and history of things and you know, play specific things that will challenge them and let them bring things to you that they want to learn. And, you know, it's it's funny how, how life works like that because I have a good friend of mine, uh, Tom Ferrando, and, you know, he was a student of mine back in the early 90s. And um, at that time, he was probably, um, you know, he, he was a full-time businessman, right? But he wanted to learn how to play drums. And he, he successfully did, you know, and the first song he ever played and learned how to play on drums was Respect by Aretha Franklin. There you go. So the other day, you know, last week when I saw the news that Aretha Franklin died, the first thing I thought of in my mind was Tom Ferrando, you know. And when I texted him, I said, you know, funny how life is, you know, how, how memories are made, you know, and, and how music impacts us. And he had texted me back and said, that same day, he's like, I was with a bunch of people in my at my work in my office, played them the video of Respect. We were talking about Aretha, then told them the whole story about how it was the first song he ever learned on drums, and then brought them to my band's website, and then talked about that whole scene, you know, and the history and our history together. Right. And that's got to be, you know, I've known him for, for over 20 years, you know? Right. And, and you know, it, it's... Like I said, you can always, you know, make memories with music and it's always something that strikes you. And, and, you know, some of my best memories in life were associated with something that was associated with music. Yeah. And, and with Aretha dying, it's just another reminder again uh, that we're going to lose all of these great musicians uh, eventually. And, yeah. you know, somebody's got to carry the torch uh, and keep this music alive in the live music experience or, you know, recorded experience to people. Um, out there are doing some great work with um, doing r recordings and videos of old tunes and making them new again. I see it all the time on CBC, and that's something that I really want to emphasize and promote the hell out of that. 
So teach your children well and keep the music alive, folks. Yes, indeed. Um, all right. That wraps up another hour of CBC Wisdom Hour uh, on Facebook.com slash Coverband Central, Facebook.com slash groups slash Coverband Central, and CoverbandCentral.com. You can still go up and sign up, and we will be launching this site very soon. The soon is always soon. I say soon, but there will, will be a date. And it's, soon and later. It is, is, it is really shaping up to be something very special. So I hope everybody gets on board with that. And here it comes. Great show, my friend. Thank you, Tony. Yes. We will see you all next week. Spread the word. Coverman Central. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.